Geopolitics and Empire is joined once again by Vietnam veteran, prolific author, investor, founder of 321gold.com, Bob Moriarty. Welcome back to GE, Bob. Well, it's a great pleasure to be here. We always find something to talk about. There, there's no shortage of craziness <laughs> to discuss. And maybe to start to get your latest update on uh, the war front, uh, the Eastern Front, or is it the Western Front out in Ukraine? Uh, we've got Putin canceling his end of the year Q&A for the first time in a decade. I think he just met with Lukashenko in Minsk, possibly discussing the mobilization of Belarus in the, in the war, the cold winter coming ready to be weaponized by russia as russia has uh you know if we think back historically always uh to its uh benefit and success weaponized the winter you know against uh, napoleon and later uh hitler and the multipolar world multipolaring right uh the wall street journal just um reported on xi jinping saying he's ready to double down his bet on uh russia so just what are your thoughts as to where we are in uh, World War III, the new Cold War, Ukraine, and and uh, multipolar world, and so forth. Well, literally, that changes every day. As we speak, Zelensky uh, is in Washington with his beggar's mold in his hands. Uh, I, I'd like to start off saying it's probably the dumbest war that I've ever seen. Uh, what Putin was demanding, and I use the word demand correctly, he wasn't requesting. He was demanding that Ukraine honor the Minsk Two Agreement and the United States honor their agreement 30 years ago not to move NATO one inch to the east. And, and the strange thing is that even the former chancellor of Germany, uh, Merkel, came out and said, yeah, we never had any intention to actually do that. We were just going to give Ukraine time. Uh, I believe, and, and based on the best sources that I've got, that there have been about 400,000 uh, Ukrainian soldiers killed which I think is a terrible tragedy. To put it in perspective, in World War II, the United States only lost 412,000 killed. It is a terrible war for Ukraine, but it's a war that Ukraine uh, could have prevented in the first place by not lying to Russia. And France went along with it, and the United States went along with it, and Germany went along with it. And they all bear a price for this heavy price. The uh, capital of Ukraine has about has lost eighty percent of its power. Uh, it's below freezing now, and once there is a hard freeze, which should occur at any time, but no later than the next two weeks, uh, the Ukrainians are going to start to understand what shock and awe actually means this war could have and should have ended in march and boris johnson went to zelensky and said don't worry about it we'll keep shipping weapons and money to you and you can keep stealing and he said what a great idea so uh the americans nato and the eu are fighting the war to the last drop of ukrainian blood and frankly i think that's stupid yeah and you know just another uh stupid thing you mentioned Zelensky. i forgot just your thought on um 
they they had i mean i i've never seen uh, any war in modern times where they've been trying to trot zelensky out i mean even at the fifa world cup they wanted to beam him in uh and fifa said no uh, i thought just i it's kind of comical hollywood-esque cartoonish that um they want to beam this guy in like to every cultural sporting i mean invent uh what, what do you make of that it's really strange well, it's kind of a made-for-TV movie, like uh, Wag the Dog, okay? It, it's so comical, you have to think, wait a minute, this has to be some kind of joke. This is a guy who was a comedian who never had any political uh, impact whatsoever, had never been in the military, and, and they're treating him like, like a Jesus Christ superstar, and, and it's all on behalf of the military-industrial complex. And, of course, they're just waving flags and saying, we think this is the most wonderful war in the world. And war is not wonderful. Um, Zelensky has destroyed Ukraine. And it's funny because I've got some friends, and they think that Putin is evil. They think that Russia started this whole thing. And, and it's all Putin's fault, all the Russians' fault. And I've talked to both of them. I said, you don't seem to understand something. You're not 99% wrong. You're 100% wrong. You've got it totally wrong. And I have guys sending me articles every day saying how they're winning. When the capital of your, your country has lost 80% of its power, you're not winning anything. So uh, the the... There, there are two things in my lifetime, the, the greatest propaganda campaigns that I've ever seen. One of them was COVID. Now we know 100% of what we were told was a lie. Okay. Not most of it. All of it was a lie. Uh, Fauci was, was uh, in a deposition a week ago. And 174 times he said, I don't remember. Uh, he he doesn't remember funding the Wuhan lab. And when he was confronted with the, the majority of true scientists actually say, well, yeah, it was done in the Wuhan lab. And it escaped from the Wuhan lab either deliberately or inadvertently. He, he said, no, that's just impossible. Uh, he's delusional. You were just talking about Mexico requiring masks. And a mask against COVID is exactly as effective as barbed wire against mosquitoes. A message from our sponsors. Our friends at Above Phone are on a mission to help people break free of the algorithm ghetto. They're starting with our phones because 99% of people today are addicted to the big tech ecosystem. We have alternative technologies available that Ramiro and his team at Above Phone have been evaluating. These tools are superior, not just alternatives. Are you ready to play above the rules of the surveillance capitalists? Let's remove our reliance on them for information, apps, and communications and break free of their tracking. If we don't contribute to alternative software with our participation, we may lose the few choices we have. When you get a degoogled Above Phone, everything is made simple out of the box. Just plug your cell service in and go, or use Wi-Fi only. The above privacy suite provides important services using open source software that is run reliably and privately. 
It gives you a VPN, private email, search engine, encrypted chat, voice and video calls, a calendar service, and an anonymous internet phone number. Because getting people on better systems is so important, they've upped their dedication to support. With each phone, you get a 30-minute support call, 24-7 email, chat support, and a knowledge base. Just like with our food, water, healthcare, schooling, and security, our tech needs to be sovereign. Browse available phones now and subscribe to the privacy suite at abovephone.com. Also, if you need health insurance that covers you wherever you may roam, check out my friend James Guzman's Borderless Health Insurance. One of the great things about living internationally is saving money on health care, but private care overseas can be expensive. Go to borderlesshealthinsurance.com to watch a short presentation on expat and digital nomad health care and sign up for a free consultation to review your options. It's it's crazy. And um, I, I just hope with the whole COVID thing, I mean, I, just this morning, I saw Ted Rosa, the terrorist at the WHO saying, we, you know, the pandemic isn't over. We, we still can't. You know, they can't let go of it. And I see masks coming back in states in Mexico. I saw in Michigan, um, they, they haven't made it mandatory, but the CDC in Michigan is saying you need to start masking up again. So it's like, do you think they're going to try doing this again? I mean, I, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, of course they are. Bill Gates has already said he's got another one planned and it's going to be a lot more deadly. I, I mean, the one thing, and that's my opinion. I'm absolutely convinced it's a bioweapon. It was deliberate. Uh, the United States military was putting out contracts for COVID-19 three months before the first case actually showed up. This was a pandemic. It was not an accident. And Bill Gates financed the whole thing. And he's the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings. And, and Fauci was his, his uh, dummy. But uh, I, I'm convinced that Bill Gates has another one planned. The WHO has already agreed at the G20 that uh, should there be another pandemic, uh, they will have the right to make all the rules, including lockdowns, masks, and digital passports. Uh, this is deliberate. It has nothing to do with health. It has everything to do with control. And it's part and parcel of the World Economic Forum and digital passports and central bank digital currencies. Here, here's the problem. As time goes by, computers get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and they can store more data. In 1958, I was 12 years old. I was in, I was living in Pasadena, California. We were taken to the library, and they gave us about a 15-minute lecture. And the woman who was giving the lecture said, in the future, there will be two or three computers in the entire world. And every single transaction that you make will be recorded by these computers. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And then she said, but because there's computers, we won't need paper anymore. And I thought, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. And she said, not only that, but telephones, instead of rotary dials, okay, will have buttons. And I thought, wow, two out of three, that's not bad. 
But governments have literally tried to figure out how to take more and more and more control, and they want it. However, they're going to fail for two reasons. One reason is envy, and I highly encourage anyone to go to Google, uh, not to Google, go to YouTube, put in monkey envy, and watch a three-minute video, and you'll understand why monkeys that get grapes the monkeys who get cucumbers get very upset about. So the WHO thinks a one-tenth of one percent should rule the world. And these are these, these super billionaires who think, well, gee, I've got all this money. I need to rule the world. That's been true forever. But the, the divide between the rich and the poor has gotten so big that literally there's a worldwide revolution going on right now. And these guys don't realize it doesn't make any difference where they are. Even their bodyguards are going to look at them and say, hmm, you know, my family's been killed because of these people. Maybe I need to, to kill them. Uh, it's a terrible idea to put so much power in the hands of so few people who are absolute sociopaths and mass murderers. And, and they're going to fail, but they, they're they killing the world economy. Uh, millions of people are going to die because of COVID. <clears throat> millions of people are going to die because of the economic situation. I, I don't know what it was like when you left, and it couldn't have been too long ago, but the price of kerosene is up 150% over a year ago. The price of pellets for wood stoves is up 100%. A bag of enough uh, wood to to keep fire going for one day is about 10 euros. And, and frankly, uh, Europe's on their beam ends because of the cost and because of inflation. And a lot of people are given the choice of eating or freezing. Yeah, that was sort of my next um point i'm glad i'm usually in mexico i was reading um just a story from my former home of kazakhstan an entire city i mean there it's like minus 30 celsius in one entire city they lost their heating there because they used the soviet system and it's dilapidated and i mean in those apartments you can't do anything i mean you're really going to freeze and i'm glad i'm not in a place like kazakhstan right now because um that would just be a horrible situation um but the energy situation i was just talking to a german um here and he's telling me in germany it's it's bad like I, he, he's on the same frequency as us he thinks the whole reichsburger thing was a german government false flag operation but he's saying that uh the energy is getting really bad businesses and corporations are shutting down and um just your your, your whole take on the the big picture when it comes to energy you know oil natural gas and and, and um what what this will mean in terms of like bifurcation between nations uh and and different pipelines that are coming offline and and, and online between countries what's sort of your big take on energy uh in a sentence I mean, you just threw about 15 elements in good god it's going to take me a week to explain that okay here's the deal You've got to start off understanding there is no energy crisis, okay? 
there is a stupidity crisis, but there is no energy crisis. I wrote a piece on March 1st. Uh, the ruble was tumbling. The United States was waving the flag saying, rah, rah, rah. You know, we've, we kicked the booty of the Russians. And in fact, it was the worst time for the Russians. This was about 10 days after the war started. And I wrote a piece that said that sanctions were going to destroy the EU, destroy the euro, and destroy the dollar. And I, I really think I hit the mark. I think it was an accurate piece. Let me tell you how stupid it's gotten. In Switzerland, because of the cost of energy, the Swiss government is telling people who have electric vehicles, don't charge your vehicles. Now, think about that, okay? We've got governments like California that try are trying to mandate the end of, of fossil fuel-powered vehicles and mandate electric vehicles. And when California had an energy crisis this summer, they told people who had the electric vehicles, don't charge your vehicles because people are waking up to the fact, wait a minute, uh, having an electric vehicle is not the greenest of green, okay? It's actual fraud. Where do you think the electricity comes from? And the electricity comes from coal or gas or diesel-powered uh, generators. So, so it, an EV is the antithesis of the climate change hoax, and it is a hoax. Uh, the world's four and a half billion years old, and the world's been changing every year for the last four and a half billion years. So when somebody says climate change, what they're really saying is, you know, the sun rises in the east. And your reaction to that should be, no shit, I didn't know that. Climate change, no shit, I didn't know that. But when the greenest of green governments like like uh, Switzerland and California are saying, okay, if you've got an electric vehicle, don't use it. Uh, excuse me. What are the alternatives? So we've got a situation. You raised a really good point of, about the, the uh, great divide between the West and the BRICS. And I think it goes back to, I think the United States is trying to defend the dollar at, at all costs. And I think Russia and Putin and, and the Chinese understand we need to go to a new financial system and, and replace the debt-based system. The debt-based system has been uh, in progress for about 2,000 years. It's been the uh, financial system of the world since 1492. But the fact is, when you have interest, the debt is constantly increasing, but the money to pay off the debt is not increasing. So eventually you have to do something. And certainly the United States, uh, Britain, uh, Germany, France, uh, Japan, certainly, are, are coming to the end of the road. And I think the next six months, there's going to be some real shocks to the system because it is so fragile now. And, and strange enough, Putin said, we need to go to some kind of resource-based uh, financial system. And I'm absolutely convinced it'll revolve around gold. And, and that's a good thing because gold's the only asset that doesn't have counterparty risk.
Yeah, that, that sort of brings me to my next question. I saw on your website, 321gold.com, which I frequent and I hope others, other people do. Uh, you posted a piece from David Stockman, who I interviewed on my TNT radio show uh, a few uh, weeks back, where he's talking about the coming inflation storm. You also had a piece, uh, an outlook, discussing uh, how history is in another transi- transition, like in Roman times, from an everything bubble to uh deflation and you know any further thoughts on where we are going in terms of the economy or or you know what this will look like as you said in the next uh six months i mean are we going to see banks freezing people's uh accounts uh you know governments defaulting you know and any further uh um ideas there well it, the answer to that it's probably all of the above i have enormous respect for david Stockman. I've got enormous respect for Michael Hudson. As a matter of fact, I just bought a book. Uh, it just arrived today. I think Michael Hudson explains uh, how the world's financial system works better than anybody I know. But uh, there are some really bright people. The chairman of BlackRock, the biggest uh, hedge fund in the world, $10 trillion. These guys all understand inflation is not under control. It's out of control. We risk hyperinflation. And some of the things like the war in Ukraine is just pouring gasoline on the fire. Uh, Ukraine lost the war and should have come to the table in March. Everything that's been done by the EU and by the United States since then has made things worse. Let me show you how stupid it is. And and I'm going to ask you a question. Uh Uh-oh. You have any idea of how much a Patriot missile battery costs? Oh, that's probably, uh, I can't give you a price, but probably just way, way overpriced. Billion dollars. Okay. And the missiles cost $3 million a piece. So I go to CNN today to see what's going on. And, and Zelensky's over here with his beggar's bowl saying he needs more money. He hadn't got enough now. <laughs> and CNN said that the United States has just pledged another $2 billion to, to Ukraine. I thought, oh, okay, let's see if if. One Patriot missile system costs $1 billion, and we're going to send them $2 billion. That means they can afford two Patriot systems. And even though the, the pro-Ukrainian people are all cheering, they think it's wonderful that the United States is going to send the Patriot system, there, there is this slight technical flaw to it. It, it doesn't work. Okay. Uh, during the war uh, with with Iraq, Iraq was firing Scud missiles, and Scud missiles are really stupid missiles. Okay, they're pieces of pipes with a firecracker in one end, a hand grenade on the other, and uh, they were firing Scud missiles at Israel, and the Patriot couldn't shoot them down. Okay, so so Zelensky is going to be firing missiles that cost three million dollars a piece from a battery that costs one billion dollars against drones that cost ten thousand dollars. If you work the math out, the only way he could succeed is if he does it in quantity. And I, I'm just looking at saying, are these people serious, or are they just totally nuts? 
No, it's just, ro- I mean, just robbing the American people blind and accelerating, I think, the collapse of empire. Just so uh, sad. And just uh, on the economic front, any thoughts on this Sam Bankman uh, Freed is his name from FDX? And, you know, whether that will cause some sort of chain reaction? Well, I'm very proud of myself. Since uh, 2017, I have maintained an absolute uh the same thing every time I've been interviewed. It's fraud. It's always been fraud. It always will be fraud. It's electronic beanie baby. I don't give a damn how many people say, oh, I bought it at 50 cents and it went to $67 million. Uh, Doggy coin that was formed as a joke and has a picture uh, of a husky, okay, as their symbol uh, is $9 billion right now. And, and you might conclude, gee, you know, uh, something that was formed as a joke that's worth $9 billion, that's really stupid. And that actually wouldn't be true. Because a year ago, it was worth $90 billion. Uh, it It is a tulip bulb craze. It is a beanie baby craze. It is mass stupidity. It's what I write about in Nobody Knows Anything. Uh, there have been $2.2 trillion flew off to money heaven, and the remaining $800 billion is going to be following shortly. It is fraud. It is a scam. Sam Bankman Freed is not the only one. He's just one of all of the rest. So I, I feel sorry for people who fell into that trap, but humans have this incredible ability to keep repeating one stupidity after another, after another, after another. And it, it, you would hope they would learn, but they won't. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you. I've never been a crypto sort of person. I've sort of viewed it as a globalist uh trojan horse and i feel like my thesis has been holding because now they're coming out and saying oh what do you know look all these exchanges are corrupt people are losing money and they're using that as the pretext to, to come out and say uh, you know we had Liz- elizabeth warren now coming out with these new laws on crypto regulation and surveillance and saying look we, we got to roll out these cbdc's because you know, look what the problems crypto has caused and so uh, you know, they, they want to bring all of that in. Uh, and any thoughts? You know, there's a lot of talk about Elon Musk. Uh, you know, he bought Twitter. Um, I, I'm about to get uh, my my Starlink is arriving uh, <laughs> this week. I don't view him as some sort of hero. I know he's a Pentagon contractor, but just any thoughts about the, the hubbub around uh, Elon Musk? Let's let's uh, come back to this in a minute. Let's go back one paragraph. Uh, when you were talking about central bank digital currencies and and uh, Bitcoin and the thousand or so duplicates of Bitcoin, the people who have invested in the cryptocurrencies don't understand that central bank digital currencies are the antithesis of cryptocurrency. So the fact that governments are interested in central bank digital currencies is the kiss of death to all of the cryptocurrencies. The cryptocurrencies were never anything except 
a solution running around looking for a problem to solve, and there never was a problem to solve. I, I am not a fan of central bank digital currencies, and I don't think they will work, and I think they will cause enormous chaos. However, uh, governments have, have gone through a long period of just abject stupidity, and I, I think we're at that peak stupidity. Let's go on to Elon Musk. I absolutely agree with you. Elon Musk is not Superman, but what he has done by sort of lifting the skirts of Twitter has terrified uh, the military industrial complex. And, and it's really disgusting to me. He has proven that the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA literally rigged the 2020 election. Now, there there obviously were a lot of other issues like uh, Facebook putting in four, four to six hundred million dollars so people could print fake ballots. Uh, it was the most corrupt election in U.S. history, and, and the FBI was knee deep in the middle of it. And, and the really interesting thing is, uh, the First Amendment says that the government can't censor you, okay? You have freedom of speech, and that's very important. It's one of the most important uh, elements of the Bill of Rights. But when the FBI goes to Twitter and tells Twitter, okay, you're a private corporation, but we want you to censor, that is exactly the same thing as the government censoring. They will get sued. They will lose the suits. But the fact that they've turned into a uh, sort of Nazi Praetorian guard and they've totally destroyed the reputation of the FBI. And, and quite bluntly, I was disgusted. And frankly, I don't know what the solution is, because how do you fix something that is that corrupt? And I think the only way to fix it is to burn it down. This uh, interview will probably get a strike on YouTube, so people will be listening elsewhere. We've got five alternative video platforms and audio ecosystems, so that's uh, fine. But uh, just in, in, in going along those lines, you know, back to Europe, maybe to get your big picture on Europe. I mean, David Icke, um, who's out in England, you know, I, I agree with, you know, some of what he says, not all of what he says, but nonetheless, I just just blows my mind that he's been banned from all of Europe, like 26 countries, the Schengen countries. He cannot go to any European country. I think he'll be flying uh, into Mexico in January or February for the Anarchapulco conference. He, he can still fly to free countries like like uh, Mexico. But just uh, uh, just the thought, just your thought on how totalitarian things are becoming where and he hasn't done anything wrong i mean my friend i uh, interviewed him uh, my dutch friend from the podcast podcast rico brower he just had the court case in netherlands and they couldn't give any reason for anything and they said no we don't like you you can't travel to europe uh just you know your thoughts on this uh nazification of europe well it's funny you say that and, and, and i'm gonna tell you something I, I've read a lot of what he said, and I tend to agree with it. Uh, it's not something you discuss in Europe because you're not allowed to. But uh, certainly 
there were some horrible atrocities committed on the Eastern Front. They were absolutely real. And there were tens of thousands of Jews murdered in cold blood and tens of thousands of Poles murdered in cold blood and tens of thousands of Russians murdered in cold blood by the Nazis. But not by the German Nazis, by the Ukrainian Nazis. And after World War II, in Operation Paperclip, the United States brought many of those Nazis, war criminals, to the United States and gave them protection because the United States was against the USSR. And there effectively has been a war against Russia going on for over 75 years. Whether it's good or bad is up to the opinion of the person who's listening. But there has been an absolute war by the United States on uh, Russia and Soviet Union. Did you happen to see the vote recently in the UN about Nazis? No, I missed that one. Remind us. Okay, again. It, 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 it was in the last week. Okay, somebody had a motion said, okay, we want to come out and say that we're anti-Nazis. I know, great idea. I mean, that ought to, that ought to fly. And, and strangely enough, there were about 50 people who said, ah, what, what do you mean? I mean, Nazis are okay. And I'm going, uh, this is a little bit scary. But uh, in Ukraine today, literally, the Nazis are the power behind the throne. And I have read and I believe that Zelensky was told by the Nazis, okay, if you negotiate, we're going to kill you. And uh, Poroshenko was told the same thing. Both Poroshenko and Zelensky got into office saying they would come to terms with Donbass. And in both situations, they turned around and lied because the Nazis came to them and said, if you do, we're going to kill you. And I, I believe it. Now, why anyone would support that is beyond me. But the propaganda has been so effective that the Pope comes out and says, rah, rah, Ukraine. And Switzerland, that was neutral in World War One, neutral in World War Two, neutral in Korea, neutral in Vietnam, neutral in Iraq, neutral in Iran, Neutral in Afghanistan came out and said, oh, the Russians are terrible people. They shouldn't have invaded Ukraine. And I'm thinking, what does it take to get the Swiss to give up neutrality? That's just absolutely staggering. But I think my comment about, you know, we're at peak stupidity. Uh, all of this was predicted in the fourth turning but what most people have forgotten is the fourth turning says, look, you've got the choice of going full totalitarian or you can opt for freedom. And I am starting to see signs that people are opting for freedom. Now, were you aware of the protests in, in Paris this weekend? No, all I can recall were, you know, be, uh, I guess because of France losing to Argentina, some riots. <laughs> well, they always protest that. And, and that was a really good game. I hate to admit that. But, uh, yeah, France lost. That, that was terrible. 
but uh, there were protests in, in Paris this weekend, and I, I don't have the number, but there were a lot of streets that were packed with people who were against the EU's position on the war in Ukraine and against NATO. And there were also protests in uh, Belgium. But the, the mainstream media is so controlled by such a tiny group of people now that that literally the CIA director who said, well, no, we've succeeded when everything you believe is a lie. I, I think we're there. I think everything that we're being told is a lie. And I think it's a good thing because people are going to wake up and say, wait a minute, you know, uh, that, that whole COVID thing, they lied about everything. You know, so if they're making us wear masks again, they know masks don't work. Uh, do you happen to remember what Fauci said about masks? I know he was flip-flopping uh, the whole time, but... Okay. Uh, Good point. That's strange enough. That's exactly the point I was trying to get to. The very first thing he said was, you don't need a mask. Okay. Follow the science. And then he turned around and said, you do need a mask. Okay, well, science changes. But at the same time, he was telling people you need a mask. He was telling his friends in private email, you don't need a mask. You can ignore that. They don't do any good. And, of course, they don't do any good. And then it came out, and most people have forgotten this, you not only need a mask, you need a face shield. And I thought, ah, no, no, no. Nobody's that stupid. I mean, everybody who heard you need a mask. You don't need a mask. You need a mask and a face shield. Nobody's that stupid. So he wanted to one up it. So he came out and said, "No, no, no. You don't. You don't need one mask. You really need two or more masks. If one mask is good, two masks or three masks has to be better." And I thought, "Uh oh, uh oh." And now we're getting stupid. So he came back a week or so later, and he said, "Nah." You only need one mask. Now, this is a guy who, who defines himself as Mr. Science. And if you don't believe Fauci, uh, you're anti-science. Anyone who would listen to someone say no mask, a mask, a mask and a face shield, two masks, no one mask, is a blithering idiot. And the only job that he would be qualified for working for the United States federal government, he's so stupid, he would have to be the highest paid government official in the United States. That's the only thing he's qualified for. Yeah, speaking of uh, Fauci, you're going to like this. G give me two seconds. I think... Uh... This is a good gag ga gift for you, uh, Bob. I don't know if you can see my Fauci elf. Here <laughs> we go. Okay. I think you can probably hear that. He's the science. I mean, look. So, yeah, the Fauci elf. Uh, true news. They made this um, based on Ron DeSantis of Florida's comment that. We should chuck that Fauci elf across the Potomac so you can have your very own Fauci uh, elf. Social distancing forever. So any, <laughs> anyways. Now, here's what's beautiful. Whoever did the voice for that, 
did a great job. I mean, that was really impressive. Uh, let me let me show you something. I I, I might have you beat. Hey, don't hug your mother. Can you see what those are? Mm-hmm. Ukrainian, like, uh, yeah. postage stamps. Yeah. Those are the postage stamps making fun of them sinking the Russian cruiser. And strange enough, after uh, Russia finishes their shock and awe campaign, uh, these stamps will be quite valuable. That's also a good um, <laughs> memor memorabilia. Um, you know, j just maybe winding down here, thoughts. Uh, I'm here in the USSA, the United Soviet States of America. Things just sort of seem to be kind of normal. But uh, just listening to people, I can't believe how, many, how propagandized. It's unbelievable just the way I hear people talk. So many people are on drugs, like prescription drugs. It's unbelievable. So many people are propagandized. Um, things sort of look normal, but you can sense the inflation. Um, I, and I am fearing at some point the more the smart people that I talk to talk about there, there there's going to come some breaking point, some some type of event that will further balkanize uh, America. Um, you know, any, any thoughts on uh, our former homelands, the uh, former homeland of the United States? Um, I, I tend to agree with you. I I went to a little, uh, I, I live in a little tiny town with 190 people in it, uh, in a farming community. And they, they tend to be very social because everybody knows everybody and everybody wants to know what, what's going on. And it was interesting because I, I was sitting next to someone who spoke excellent English. And I asked, you just came back from Boston. What, what was your impression? And she said she was absolutely staggered at how decayed everything was. Uh, the United States is going through end of empire. I've been talking about it for years. It's about to accelerate. From a stupidity point of view, it's really scary. Uh, now we've got the the credibility of the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA in question. The the uh, committee of six January just came out and and they want to see Trump indicted. I, I'm not a Trump fan. Some of the things that he did, like closing the border, I, I'm just absolutely staggered that anybody's against that. Biden is senile. Uh, Kamala Harris is truly world-class stupid. This is really Obama's third term. Uh, he's got three people in the White House, uh, Victoria Newland, Susan Rice, and Avril Haines. And they're all neocons. They all want a nuclear war with Russia. And there's a good chance, frankly, they might get it. But this end of empire from the United States, I think by spring or summer, 
it will be obvious. I think the stock market is about to fall off a cliff. I think the dollar is about to go through the roof again. The bond market's going to crash, and there are some really bad things coming. It's going to be very hard to prepare. But uh, I, I made the comments that there'll be more changes in the next two years than there have been in the last fifty, and I, I think that I think that's going to turn out to be accurate. I I would uh, agree with you, and uh, I guess finally, you know, twenty twenty three is just around the corner. Uh, you know, any feelings about twenty twenty three? I think the only thing we can say for certain is there's going to be a lot more turbulence, uh, as you said, on, on on the road ahead. You know, any final thought for us? Uh, strange enough, that's a very good way of putting it. I I see a lot of dangerous things happening uh, all the way from the banks collapsing uh, to the bond market collapsing to the stock market collapsing to a nuclear exchange with Russia because the government of the United States is too stupid to do anything else. Uh, The United States is on the wrong track. And it's going to start getting expensive, not not expensive just in financial terms. It's going to start getting expensive for Americans in moral terms. When you honor drag queens and when you bring them into classrooms with two-year-olds and three-year-olds, when uh, the head of the nuclear energy for the United States government, it, it's a... I, I don't know how to describe the guy. The guy is a freak, okay? And he's so much a freak that he stole luggage twice. Now, how stupid does somebody have to be if you steal luggage and you get caught and you're facing felony charges, why would you steal luggage again? But Sam Bankman freed unfortunately represents the United States now and the greed and the culpability and and the sheer psychosis of a very sick society. I'm seeing a few faint glimmers of sanity, but basically uh, your viewers, uh, Americans in general, need to wake up and need to do some research and learn to think for themselves because the military industrial complex and the World Economic Forum and Fauci and Gates do not have good things in mind planned. So it's time to wake up and take some responsibility for your own actions. And uh, maybe to end, I found a great uh, little, uh, you know, uh, publication on Twitter, Telegram that uh, says something to the tune of the French invasion of Russia led to the fall of the French Empire. The German invasion of Russia led to the fall of the Third Reich. NATO expansion aggression along the Russian border will lead to the collapse of the rotten Western system as a whole. So there really is something to that trend if you think about it. And uh, Bob, where are uh, again, 321gold.com, uh, I think also 321energy.com are your websites. Links will be in the description. Uh, any particular book or project uh, you'd like to mention or plug? I, I'm really glad you say that because the answer to that is yes, of course. Uh, I, I, I I finished editing a book that I actually wrote 30 years ago 
very few people know this, but for a dozen years, I took small airplanes from the United States all over the world, uh, over the Pacific, over the Atlantic, over the South Atlantic, uh, tiny airplanes, sometimes Cessna 172s, Piper's Beach. Um, it, it was the world's most dangerous occupation. And it, I, I wrote an interesting book. It's called No Guts, No Glory, and it's on Amazon. And anyone who's even faintly interested in aviation and aviation history uh, would find it an interesting book to read. Yeah, I was going to purchase a hard copy, but when I went to do that a while back, I had an Amazon issue. I was like locked out of my account or something, and so... I've since fixed it. And so when I get back, I'm going to get the hard copy. It's always great to get an update from you, uh, Bob. At be well. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And that we, we talk again on the other side of uh, 2023. Very good. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up to the free email list that notifies you of every new podcast and other important updates. The email list and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's almost impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently strikes videos. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit, Twitter, and LinkedIn take down posts. After the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, or the Atlantic Council, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account at one point. In April of 2022, the Department of Homeland Security had PayPal ban us for life. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the entire podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can support this guerrilla signal by donating via DonorBox, Buy Me a Coffee, Subscribestar, or Crypto. You can purchase a consultation with the host to talk about expatriation, geopolitics, or podcasting. You can also become a monthly or annual member via Stripe and receive benefits such as partaking in a monthly member Zoom call, get access to a weekly recording of my random thoughts, and a private Telegram channel. Thank you for listening.